timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Well, welcome in, everyone. It's The McFarland Show, Sports Radio 560 WNSR. We are Nashville Sports Radio, and I am Justin McFarland. Thrilled to be here with you on this uh Windy and cloudy Wednesday afternoon across Middle Tennessee. A lot to share with you coming up here over the next couple of hours. Damon King uh, is with us over there as well. And, of course, joining us uh, from our uh, Rutherford County Bureau is uh, Darren McFarland. Uh, Darren, good afternoon, sir. Hold on. We're having we're, we're working on getting Darren here, making sure Darren is here with us here. Um, we're going to check on it here. We're going to work on it here and make sure we get Darren here with us. Darren is joining us from our Rutherford County Bureau. If we can get it worked out here, uh, Darren, one more time. Uh, try to talk to us, please, sir. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. So tell you what, we're going to try to figure out what's going on with, uh, with Darren. Uh, in, in the meantime, while, uh, they try to figure that out over there, I'm going to tell you about what's happening, uh, in the world of college basketball. And it was not the night that the Tennessee Vols were looking for at all. Uh, the Vols fell last night to South Carolina at home. Uh, final score here, uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, they lose it 63 59. Was the final score? Uh, Dalton Connect, really nice game. Uh, Thirty-one points is what he finished with. But down the stretch, they just couldn't find a bucket when they needed it at all. Just could not, could not get it done. Also, not the best night of all time at the free throw line for the Volunteers. Uh, the Volunteers just uh, twelve of twenty from the free throw line, sixty percent is what we're talking about there. Uh, so not the best of nights there for the Tennessee Volunteers. And as a result, they fell short, 63-59. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to be hearing from Rick Barnes, uh, the head coach of the Volunteers. He was, in a word, just flabbergasted. He didn't know what to think 
uh, he he sounded at the podium last night generally just confused, confused about what in the world he was seeing from his basketball team. He he just didn't understand in a lot of different stretches. He was like, "What? Well, why are we doing it this way? Why is this happening?" He he just could not figure it out whatsoever. And so even though he had no answers, um, you know, it's it's up for the volunteers now to try to figure it out as they have to move forward here after that loss. Uh, they are now. 15 and 5 overall, 5 and 2 in the conference. They're number 5 overall in the country, but that ranking is going to slip. There's no question about it after that loss. Uh, South Carolina goes to 18 and 3, and somehow they are unranked at 18 and 3. Well, what in the disrespect is that? I, I think that's going to change coming up here next week. So, not the best night for the Vols. Again, we're going to hear from their head coach, Rick Barnes, coming up in, uh, in a few minutes, and you can hear his explanation about why things did not work out uh, the way that he won it last night there on Rocky Top. Certainly a, a shocking turn of events, to be certain, uh, there for the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, other things happening, and and we're going to get to the lawsuit uh, things. That, that's for sure. We're going to get to that. In the meantime, I want to talk about the latest thing that has just come out from the Seattle Seahawks. Adam Schefter and all the other Kings horsemen and men have all reported now that it's going to be Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, who is going to be the next head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. McDonald is going to get a six-year contract, according to Adam Schefter, and uh, he's set to become the uh, youngest head coach. Now, remember, the youngest head coach was with the um, with the Patriots there. Gerard Mayo, the former Tennessee volunteer, was the youngest head coach for a little while, and uh, now he has been... Uh, He's he's been bucked off of that particular throne by the 36 year old McDonald, who now becomes the youngest coach in the NFL. I hear it. I hear Darren. Hi, Darren. Good oh. afternoon. You're on the air. Good to talk to you, sir. Um, I'm getting a little feedback, Justin. So a little we'll need feedback, to work So it. we're going to have to work through that part of it. Uh, but the good news is we can hear Darren now joining us here from our Rutherford County Bureau. Um, so hopefully we can, can eliminate the now? feedback. We can hear you. Are you getting the feedback still, sir? No, we're good. We're good. Thank you. Thank you, DJ Damon, for working on that. Thank you for everyone that's bearing with us. Uh, Darren, I was in the middle of uh, Mike McDonald uh, joining the Seattle Seahawks. I've already talked about the volunteers uh, as much as I can anyway. I was waiting for you because I wanted to uh, hear from the coach, hear from Rick Barnes, and uh, make sure all the technical difficulties were worked out before we heard from the coach. But let's go back to the Vols really quick because that's the – the, the big item, I think, anyway, on the sports item, to, on the sports menu today. What were your impressions last night of the Volunteers? I was shocked at how impressive South Carolina was. I mean, they were really in control the entire game. Um, I just kept waiting for that run by Tennessee, and it didn't happen, Justin. You and, and everybody else. Right? I mean, it was just amazing to see South Carolina in control in Knoxville they just beat, they smoked Kentucky and Columbia, South Carolina last Tuesday night, and then they turn around and go on the road and take, face. So Kentucky was sixth in the country, Tennessee fifth in the country, and they lead basically Tennessee wire to wire uh, for the most part, right? They yeah. were in control the entire game, yeah. and they were able to fend off every run that Tennessee had. It was an impressive win. It got close late, but South Carolina was able to pull away and get the win. They hit a huge three with just under a minute to go. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Lamont Paris, I don't know who knows 
If anybody out there listening knows anything about Lamont Paris, that is the head coach of South Carolina. He spent seven years, Justin, at Wisconsin. It seems like if you watch them play now, now that I'm watching them a lot more closely, he learned a lot from Bo Ryan and how to play defense with his time there at Wisconsin with Mm. the Badgers. Because that South Carolina team held Kentucky to 62 points, and look what they did last night to Tennessee. 59 points total. Now, some of that, Darren, to be fair, is is the Vols leaving leaving a lot of points on the on the on the court there. Thank you, Justin. Uh, the, you know, missing some layups there, as Coach Barn is going to point out, and also uh, going 12 of 20 from the free throw line. Uh, also, not not the best thing in the world uh, for the Volunteers. Now, I'm not saying that South Carolina didn't play terrific defense. I, I saw it, but also the Volunteers certainly did not help themselves out at all. No, I would agree with that. Um, but um, you know what else stood out is a guy by the name of Miles Studi hitting threes, draining threes for South Carolina. Why does that name sound so familiar? Hmm. Yeah, it hurt wow. my heart too, Darren. I already know. Didn't didn't he wear orange at one point? He wore gold. No, gold. no he wore gold. gold. He gold. the other way. He wore gold. Yeah, he looked like he smiled when he hit those three pointers in the corner. Like, yeah, this is payback. Ah. Uh. I see. Well, he it wasn't payback. I mean, he came from he was playing for Vanderbilt last year. And now, oh, you know, he's transferred again, another oh. guy that transferred in the conference. And it wasn't, you know, he wasn't hurting Vanderbilt last night, but a guy that was contributing heavily to South Carolina and their victory in Knoxville against the Vols. And he had some big threes. He had some big free throws. He did the hush sign to mm, the crowd mm. and uh, a guy quite honestly that Jerry Stackhouse could use and yet he's having success in playing for a team that's 18 and 3. Yikes. Um if we can let's hear from coach Barnes. Uh this is Rick Barnes last night after the game trying to explain how they lost this game to South Carolina. All right, we're going to have to wait on that for just a second as we try to figure out uh, the sound here from Coach Barnes. Do we have it now, Damon, do you think? I know we've got to rewind the 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 sound a little bit. Again, this is Rick Barnes trying to explain last night uh, how in the world the Volunteers lost this game. Um, so let's see if we can uh, hear from the head coach of the Volunteers. Win this game. I mean, we scored. Uh, we, we ran, had some good looks at it. Uh, and then all at once, you know, you start missing those shots, and now they're looking around, okay, Dalton, we need you to step up here and do something, and then waiting on him to make every play. It's not fair to do that to him. But, uh, you know, if you make those layups at the rate that we should have been, you know, then adjustments take place in the game. But uh, but we didn't. And uh, two games in a row, we've done a really poor job on the free throw line. But uh, and early in the game, Every one of our key guys that we've counted on, our number one emphasis was rebounding. Every one of those guys gave up one offensive rebound. And uh, give South Carolina, again, credit. We told them that they're a really good rebounding team, and they went and got it done. And uh, then we uh, uh, started switching in the first half on sets that we've never, we've never done it. I, I mean, I looked at the coach and said, what are we doing? We, we talked about it, and they didn't throw anything at us that, that – uh, Coaches hadn't talked about in the scouting. We just lost our discipline all the way around, uh, really, on, pretty much on both ends of the court. Well, I, I think we know what to do is give him the ball. Know that he's proven he can go. I mean, look at his numbers. I mean, 
he still, uh, you say he wasn't making shots, he shot him was 50%. I mean, volume shoot, I mean, and he's not a volume shooter. But we need, you look at down the line, I mean, it's a, I mean, I can talk about guys miss shots, but you can't miss layups. I'm just telling you, you can't. It's there, it, the game's too hard, but when you got a chance to dunk the ball or finish, and we can't, I mean, Dalton hasn't done a good job on the free throw line the last two games. And uh, every time we had a chance to maybe crawl back in it, you know, Zach, I think Zakai was two for four. What was Jonas uh, from the free throw line? And Dalton six. I mean, that, those are three guys you want there. And we again, we didn't do a good job on the free throw line. Coach, back here. How was South Carolina able to find so much success in the corner making threes? Well, again, I'm going to tell you right now. I promise you, we'll meet, we'll meet every one of our defensive goals. I guarantee it. But we're not going to beat them. The, being that pathetic on offense as a team, uh, they're going to make some shots. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they've lost three games, and uh, because we were overhelping a little bit, going to make some plays that we shouldn't be making, and but we're not going to stop guys from shooting the ball. And they give them credit; they made those shots. And uh, but again, they they scored what 63 points. Our goal is to try to keep people under 69. I mean, I mean, we were just a really poor offensive team tonight. That is Rick Barnes after the game uh, trying to explain what's going on. I know they were hoping for more from Dalton Connect, but Darren, help me understand. The man had 31 points. Now, I know he I went 6 like, of 10. Like, he went 6 of a, 10 a, from the yeah. free throw line, but w- what more do you want from the guy? Yeah. I mean, he did he miss, he miss some shots? Yeah, he missed 13. I think he was 11 of 24 he was. from the field. But, you know, he also made some – especially down the stretch, he, that one three-pointer was ridiculous that he hit. I mean, look, Dalton Connect is the furthest thing from their problems. I get it. He missed four free throws. Okay. Plenty of other guys on the team missed free throws, too. Yeah, they didn't have a, a ton of opportunities. I think they, I think they shot. They four were guys shot 20. free throws. Four guys shot yeah. free throws. Total, four. 12 of 20. And so, you know, it's, it's not great. That's no. obviously 60%. That's not good. But you know, I, I don't. I don't think that was the difference. Name Dalton Connect was not the. You know, the reason Dalton Connect was the only reason they stayed in that game. South Carolina was up four at the half, and like I said, South Carolina just stayed in control. Tennessee, every time they tried to get close, South Carolina would would find a way to pull away. This team, I dare I say it, it, it may still be too early, but I watched them against Kentucky. I watched them against Missouri over the weekend. I watched them last night against Tennessee. They were picked, Justin, dead last in the conference. Yeah. Yes. The media predicts every year, and clearly the media gets it wrong all the time. They do. They picked South Carolina dead last, 14th in the conference. They had Vanderbilt 10th. In well, South Carolina, fourteenth. Even team Vegas picked- had didn't Vegas have the the Gamecocks up by thirteen? They were going to win by or the Vols rather. The Vols were going to win by thirteen. The, according the Vols to the, were favored to Blake, by Vegas. Yeah, thirteen and a half is what they were favored by. That wasn't even close. If you bet Tennessee, you knew you lost that. It was pretty clear. You knew you were not going to win that game. I mean, it, they were that spread was never in doubt. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. We're going to, uh, Darren, if we can, we're going to slide in Tony very quickly because I know we have a guest coming up here. Tony, we only got a couple of minutes, sir, but uh, good afternoon. 
No problem. Uh, guys, I'm glad y'all touched on that early because, you know, I've watched South Carolina and I thought Bandy played them pretty good the other day up to a point. But uh, this is a good, solid basketball team. And uh, just, you know, Darren, you and I, I touched on it two weeks ago and had a caller do some pushback about Studi when I talked about the callers going within the conference, some of the players, uh, and coming back and, and beating uh, these teams. But uh, Studi has still been pretty steady with South Carolina, but the, the other weapons they do have. Uh, it, it is remarkable that this coach has come in here. And then, uh, isn't this his first year, guys? Um, uh, believe second. So, second, second year. Second year. Second year, okay. And to, for him to put a team together like this and to do what they're doing, it's just uh, remarkable. And to like to say, to go into UT last night and beat them at their place. So uh, with uh, it, it really says a lot about their program going forward. And at the same time, you've got if, – if they put things together like they are, I think they they might be a low two seed or a high three seed uh, if they continue on. And uh, But uh, to see Studi step up and he, whatever reasons he left Vanderbilt, obviously it was something with Stackhouse, but him to be able to – you know, he hit some big threes. He hit uh, four – free throws right there with ice water in his veins. I mean, it was nothing, but, uh, but yeah, these guys, they really come in there and played good. And, and, but Rick Barnes to talk about a guy scoring 31 points. I know. Uh, I'm silly. sorry, Rick, but he, yeah. he seemed to be carrying you. So I wasn't talking yeah. too bad of him because he's a pretty good find. Whoever I told a buddy of mine today, whoever found him from Northern Colorado, kudos to that recruit and however they found him because he is a diamond in the rough but uh Tennessee fans y'all still got a good ball team just it's uh it's something to see these games playing out like that so I just wanted to call in and touch on that guys so uh glad y'all touching on it looking forward to hearing you guess see ya thank you Tony Tony in Nolensville we appreciate it uh Tennessee will try it again coming up here on Saturday when they take on Kentucky uh, when we come back, we're going to get into Nashville Predator Hockey. Uh, got a guest, uh, Mike Gallagher, is going to be here with us. And uh, we're going to get into uh, the best of uh, Nashville Predator Hockey as they now push towards the All-Star break after just one more game tonight on the ice against the Kings. This is the McFarland Show on WNSR. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just 
for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy. And I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizzy Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. We're all signed up for a new class called Analytic. We're going to have to learn these terms because it's not only going to be the head coach, it's going to trickle down through his staff. They're going to start using these terms, and that's not a horrible thing. Welcome to 2024. Things are going to be a whole lot different around here when it comes to Titans football. Sound very different. Will it look different? That's the plan. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. This is WNSR. This is The McFarland Show. It's a Wednesday. Lots to share with you as we broadcast live from the Strike and Spare Family Studios. Let's talk a little Nashville Predator hockey. Uh, we're going to bring in Darren McFarland, who's uh, in our Rutherford County Bureau. And Darren, um, important stretch coming up for the Predators after the All-Star break here. By the way, Justin, let me just say why I'm uh, reporting from the Rutherford County If you want Bureau, to do that uh, now, that's fine, sir. I was trying to save that for later, but if you want to address that well, now, that's okay. I'm just saying if anybody's coming from Rutherford County and trying to go towards downtown, um, on 24, uh, there was a, there's a massive, massive wreck, and uh, it's a disaster. Honk if you've heard that about 24 before. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, we can dive d- deeper into that a little bit later if you would like. But you know, um, but sure. we're but we're glad that you're here with us. Um, 
Let's bring in our our next guest here. Uh, Michael Gallagher is on the line with us, and uh, he covers the Nashville Predators uh, for uh, a number of publications in the past. But right now, uh, he is with Michael Nashville Hockey Now is the current name of your publication, correct? Yes, that's right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Um, I was just talking to Darren about it, and, you know, Nashville is sitting in a very interesting space right now where they are slightly on the outside looking in, uh, but there's a bunch of teams that they are playing with or competing with for the last playoff position who have games in hand on them. And in some cases, five games uh, up on them um, as they are just trying to scrap for whatever they can find here in the last couple of games leading to the break. Yeah, I mean, they're right there with the Kings and the Blues. They All three of them have 54 points. Uh, they play the Kings tonight, actually, so that's a huge game in terms of, of the standings and just kind of I feel like that's a, a good measuring stick game for them, too, as well, heading into the All-Star break to kind of see how they match up against another team um, that's right there fighting uh, fighting with them for the wild-card spot and to just kind of they the way the, the game against the Senators uh, ended in overtime after being up three nothing like I, I feel like they really need a strong performance tonight against the Kings to go into the All Star break kind of feeling good about where they are. Michael, through fifty games, how would you assess this Predators team through your eyes? It's uh, a good question. I would I would say um, I don't know if there's really a word. I would say it's a little bit frustrating because they started off really bad and you're like, okay, well, this is kind of what we expected. Then they went on trying to peg uh, kind of what this team is or, or where they're at or even how they stack up against other playoff teams because they have good performances and they go out and they beat some of the teams that they should beat like Minnesota and they go out and they look like they just don't belong on the ice like against teams like Vegas. So it's kind of hard to, to peg this team where they are and, and exactly what, what they're going to be doing. Like, are they a seller? Are they a buyer at the trade deadline? Do, do they have a realistic shot at the playoffs? It's, it's really just difficult trying to hone in on what this team really is right now. I've been saying on the show, and Justin knows, that um, it, it's it's not being disrespectful. It's just being my honest assessment. I want to get your assessment. This This franchise has been much better as sellers than buyers. Uh, whether it's the trade deadline or in the offseason or what have you. But let's just go, for the sake of this conversation, at the trade deadline. And I understand different general managers, David Boyle, now Barry Trotz is the general manager. But uh, I, I think they've done a fantastic job of selling and either getting rid of bad contracts or getting rid of players and getting a, a nice haul in return that were not producing and went on not to produce at their next landing spot. I see a lot of the chatter about UC Soros. I also think one of the things that this franchise has done that, uh, I, I, in my opinion, they've held on to players too long. And it's nothing against UC Soros. UC Soros has been fantastic since he's been here. But I, I, you know, I hear Barry Trotz say he wants to sign him long term. I think uh, when you've got a guy like Askarov in the pipeline and Kevin Lankin in play, playing the way that he is, I think Barry Trotz personally if he can get a really attractive offer i think it's something they absolutely should consider and if they get a really attractive offer in my opinion they should do what say you yeah i, I kind of I, I agree with that assessment i think Saros is and, and look he's having a down year of course he, he we talked about you know everyone's talked about you know the forwards kind of adjusting to andrew burnett's new system i think the 
the adaptation has kind of been a little bit harder for Saros because he's not able to rely on his instincts and his athleticism as much as he normally has because he's seeing pucks from all over the place. He's having to, he's more active inside the goal than he was before just because they were playing a tighter defensive style. So things were a little bit more relaxed in front of him. Now he has to be on his toes pretty much from whistle to whistle. And I think we're really seeing that he's kind of struggling a little bit with tracking the puck and just being in the right position, which hasn't really been an issue for him up until this point. That said, he's played a lot better the last couple games. He's he's really kind of settled down and limited some of the goals. But there was a stretch, I think, from I think it was the beginning of January, the end of December to the beginning of January. He went four or five games where he allowed five goals in, in every one of those games or in four or five games or something like that. And he's he's really kind of, I feel like, struggled to settle in. And I, I wonder if that's just something he'll figure out with time or if that's to be expected like, he's just not a fit for the system that Andrew Burnett likes to run. That being said, to your point about Askarov, granted it was only one game that we saw him up here, but he just seemed a lot more comfortable in the crease. He, he seemed like he there was better flow to the game with, with him back there. He was able to track the puck better. He was able, his awareness was better. And I, I've been a, an Askarov fan since they drafted him. I've watched this, this guy play at development camp and rookie camp and pretty much everywhere the last couple of years. I, I, think he could, he, I think he has the potential to be better than Saros. And that's saying a lot because Saros is an elite top five goalie in the NHL right now. But I think he has that potential. And if if you question whether Saros really fits with the way this team plays and if he can kind of figure it out and settle down, or if this is who he is, he's going to give you a five. He's going to allow five goals one game and then come back and you know have a shutout the next game. Do you want that kind of ride that inconsistency and hope that you can make up for what's going on whenever he's giving up a lot of goals, or do you want to roll the dice with Askarov and see what you have with him? I think. They would be better off going with the latter. I think if you trade Saros now, especially to a team like the Kings or the Devils that just really need a, a rock-solid goaltender, you could get back at least a, a top-level prospect and maybe a, a second-tier prospect and a, a first-round pick or a second-round pick or whatever the draft hall would be. So I think the, the potential to trade Saros now, if I'm, if I'm Barry Trotz and I'm getting offers like that, it would be really hard for me to say no just because it would set the team up for the future. It paves the way for Askarov into, into a starting role. And really, like this year was supposed to be about developing the younger players, and I think the more NHL minutes Askarov gets down the stretch or whenever you can get him into the lineup is ultimately going to be better for him. We're speaking with Michael Gallagher, covers the Predators for Nashville Hockey Now. You just brought up the development of the younger players. One of those younger players, former first-round pick Philip Tomasino, what, what's going on with him and new head coach Andrew Burnett? It seems like something's going on behind the scenes. Uh, what what do you think is, is happening? Tomasino's ice time seems to be dipping. Um, what, what do you think's happening there? Yeah, it's, it's awfully strange when you, when you have a, a player as young and talented as Tomasino is. And, you know, during, during training camp, you know, we were kind of talking to him and he was, he was excited. He had this, this like youthful playfulness about him. He was like, I'm really excited about the system, about what Brunette's teaching us about my role in the team and it seemed like he was just like really invigorated, ready for the season to start. And then he has, you know, a couple up and down games. He's in and out of the lineup. He's been healthy scratched a bunch of times. And you just kind of wonder, like, is, is he going down the Ellie Tolvanen pass? Is this going to be another first-round pick where he just doesn't really fit with what's going on and they end up getting rid of him? It seems like they're going to hold on to him. I know that the team is trying to teach him tough love while also, like, not trying to wreck his confidence. And it's a fine line to walk. And Burnett was asked this morning uh, at Morning Skate about, you know, Tomasino had a golden assist in the first period, and why why wasn't he playing more later in the game in the loss to to Ottawa? Why wasn't he playing in, in overtime? And he basically said that he still struggles with 
little things with the structure and the details of the system that Andrew Burnett doesn't really feel comfortable relying on him late in games, which doesn't make a lot of sense because you have guys like Dennis Gurianov and Cody Glass and Cole Smith who don't really offer as much offensive upside as Tomasino does, but they're out there in those situations, and they've all had their, their share of issues as well. So you just kind of wonder, is it one of those things where it's like, he's just it's it's too much tough love and Tomasino just for whatever reason is just in the doghouse or is it something where like there are signs and eventually this, this is like a wall he's going to break through I I don't have the answer for that I really wish I did but it, to me it's curious how you have someone who is as talented as Tomasino is and has shown that he can go out there and score goals regardless of, of what line you put him on and why you're not out there playing him late in the game when you you blew a three goal lead it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I, I don't know what the what the end game is for this. I really hope they figure it out soon because I know it's frustrating as a reporter trying to cover this, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm sure the fans are equally as irritated as well. No doubt. What, why don't you think you so, Parsonen, um, you know, there was so much high hope for him and praise, and they really, really liked Parsonen a lot. He's another young guy. People forget he's still very, very young. What happened this season? Why is he in Milwaukee? Yeah, long story short, basically, is that they just he wasn't able to find any consistency, and and part of that, I guess, is kind of you know he has to produce when he's out there, but also you mentioned he started the year on the top line with with Forsberg and O'Reilly, and he looked really good, and then for whatever reason, a couple games into the season. They moved him down the lineup, and they had him playing center. They had him playing wing. He was on the second line one game, and then he was on the fourth line the next. And he's switching line mates constantly. And there just there wasn't a path to consistent minutes for him in the NHL. And Andrew Burnett even said uh, when the day he sent him down, they he was asked about you know why is Parson going to the AHL, and he was like you know I failed him. I, I'm supposed to as a coach, I'm supposed to get the best out of him, and I just can't do it right now. You know we're sending him to the AHL. Hopefully he can find his confidence. And I think that's what it is. And, the, and, you know, the Predators have done this before. They did it with Tomasino last year. They did it with Cody Glass two years ago where it's just it's not working out. It's not clicking. So you send them to the AHL. You get regular minutes with Milwaukee. Milwaukee runs a very similar system as Nashville. Get some regular playing time and kind of build your confidence up. And I think that's, that's what they're doing. I don't think it's, it's a matter of he's not talented for the NHL right now. It's just that he doesn't have the confidence because he's not on a line consistently. He's not in a role consistently and he's just kind of all over the place. So I think the, the goal is send him to Milwaukee, let him get some playing time, whether it's five, 10, 15 games, however long it is, bring him back up, let him get his confidence back. And then he can go out there and start contributing. Like they know that he can, because he did it at the beginning of this year and he did it last year as well. Michael, I want to go back to the UC Soros talk about him being traded. If you trade him, aren't you waving the white flag on this season effectively? Yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, You could also look at it as his trade value arguably might not be higher than it is right now, so you're kind of cashing in your chips at the right moment. Um, I do think if if the Predators trade Soros within the next week or before the trade deadline or whenever, I, I do think that moves Kevin Lakin into the starting role, and you would assume Askarov has to be called up to be the backup because your only other options are either you call, you call up Troy Grosinick, who is a career AHL backup, or you go out and you sign a goalie off the street. So I think, and I think Kevin Lakin is a starting goaltender in this league. You could still, you know, win some games with Kevin Lakin as your starter. But I think if you if you do that, you are kind of signaling, you know, waving the white flag on the season. You're kind of saying, okay, Lincoln is the starter. This the rest of the year is all about getting Askarov some minutes in the NHL, getting him comfortable with playing 
kind of in the system, the way that the, the forwards and the defensemen play, and then just kind of preparing for next year, which there are positives and minuses to that, I guess you could say. But I, I do think if they if they did that, and if, if they do that, they are, you know, kind of waving the white flag on the season. But I think what's different about it now is it would be more, it would be welcome because at least the fans know, okay, the, the plan for the rest of the season is about developing the young guys and building towards next year. And I think that's the frustrating part within the fan base right now is they don't know what's going on. Are they trying to make a run at the playoffs or are they trying to build for the future and get some of the young guys playing time? There's not really kind of a decision either way that's been made. Who else could be on the trading block here uh, that we're not talking about? Uh, not talking about. I have heard that Trotz has gotten a couple calls on Askarov. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's something that he's really entertaining, but I do know there are some goaltender needy teams out there like the Hurricanes, the Kings, the Devils, the Maple Leafs, the Oilers, a few others. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if they, it might be easier to pry a scar of away from Saros. Um, but I, I, again, I don't think there's really much to that, but that, that is something I've, I've heard. And I also think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of defensemen out there. Um, Tyson Berry, obviously we expect him to be traded and there's been talks of Dante Fabro, but I'm, I'm hearing that Alex Carrier also, he might be someone to watch because they're, I think I think between the three defensemen, Carrier, Barry, and Fabro, I think that obviously Barry is one that they want to move, but I think Carrier probably has the higher trade value, and he's probably more appealing to some of those teams that need a puck-moving defenseman that can contribute a little bit offensively, but they're kind of your, your prototypical stay-at-home defenseman. So I think Carrier probably has some upside to some teams. Um, other than that, I can't really think of anybody on the team that hasn't been mentioned pretty much. If, if I'm Barry Trotz, aside from Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg, everybody on this team, I would say, is is not off limits. Like, make an offer and have at it. Michael, where is this team as far as getting on the road back to success? Are they ahead of schedule? Are they a little bit behind schedule? Is this what you expected out of them? Or is it very different than what you expected from them? I think the results are about what I expected. They're the 26, 22 and two 54 points. They're kind of, you know, a middle of the road team right yeah. on the, the fringe of the playoffs. That's kind of where I expected them to be. But I, I, I think I expected a little bit as far as like the makeup of the team, I expected it to be a little bit different. I expected, you know, to be, I expected there to be a few more younger guys playing. Like I saw Igor Afanasiev would have been in the lineup by now. Um, I definitely didn't think Parson would be in Milwaukee. I thought Philip Tomasino would be close to a top six role. I didn't think Dennis Gurianov would be on the roster right now. Um, Spencer Stastny is a, is a defenseman that looks like he's NHL ready. I, I, would, I would have assumed at some point he would have been on on the roster. I thought Barry would have been gone by now. So I think I think the results are what I expected, but the makeup of the team, I think there's some guys on the roster I did not think would be here, and I think there's some guys on the roster that are in Milwaukee that I thought would be on the NHL roster now that aren't. All right, Michael Gallagher has been our guest. Uh, you can follow his work at NashvilleHockeyNow.com. They're also on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, you can find them at uh, NSH Hockey Now is how you find him. Uh, Michael, we thank you for your time, sir. Really appreciate all the work and uh, the coverage you're providing. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. appreciate it. All right, Michael Gallagher there. Again, NashvilleHockeyNow.com is how you follow him. The Preds on the ice tonight at Bridgestone Arena to finish up with the uh, Los Angeles Kings, and then they will go to the All-Star break. By the way, the All-Star break is going to be taking place in Toronto this year. 
So much more to come right here on the McFarland Show. When we return, wide open phone lines. If you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show on WNSR. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you could win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have mostly cloudy skies, cooler the high 48, partly cloudy tonight, low 28. Sunshine returns Thursday, temperatures rebound to 58. Friday, partly sunny, high 62. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR.
Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. This is WNSR. It's The McFarland Show. It's a Wednesday afternoon. I'm Justin McFarland. DJ Damon King is with us as well. And, of course, from our Rutherford County Bureau is uh, Darren McFarland uh, joining us here. And uh, we just finished talking about the Nashville Predators as they prepare to uh, play their final game of the first half, taking on the L.A. Kings tonight. And then, of course, the All-Star break taking place over in Toronto uh, coming up here over the next couple of days. And, uh, of course, that's always a fun thing. The skill competition and all that uh, is always an interesting thing to get into a little bit later. Of course, the NFL is going to be doing their uh, Pro Bowl festivities, uh, I guess, the same weekend, um, which is um, interesting. Uh, very interesting to look at. So, Darren, we've talked about the Tennessee Volunteers uh, basketball team. We've talked about uh, the, uh, the, the the Predators and their action on the ice. The, the only other big sports item that we haven't quite gotten to locally here is uh, is not happening on the court. It's happening in the courtroom. Um, and that is the, you know, the, well, the well, Attorney General of Tennessee and Virginia filing suit um, against, uh, against the NCAA. I'm sorry, Darren. I feel like I interrupted. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I just, I wanted to touch on, I felt like there was a little unfinished business. I mean, we opened up a pretty big can of worms uh, with Michael Gallagher. Okay. And Let's go I there. really don't, I'd rather not brush over that. Uh, but if we need to move on. No, to no, no, no. We don't have to move legalese. on. Oh, no, 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 no. Move on to No, no, no. We can save that for the next hour here. We can finish up say, here. We got tons of time. Today, no, no, no. So. We, we can finish up um, with, with the with the talk with the Predators. And you're right. We did open up a, a can of worms here uh, as far as the future of this hockey team is concerned and some critical decisions that need to be made here over the next few weeks. I just want to know why you think trading sorrows means you're throwing in the towel. Because, I, and, and this is how I see it, if, if you're trading him in, isn't Lankanen, is, is your, in your mind, is Lankanen just as good as Soros at the goalie position? No. No. Okay. You're barely a playoff team with Soros. So without him, aren't you looking at not being a playoff team? That's the no, way I has, see it. Has UC Saros been good this year? Not as good okay. as he has been. No. But is he the still better that, than Lankin? At times, Kevin Lankin has played quite well. I'm not saying he stinks. I'm just saying is Saros better than Lankin in here uh, is all I'm getting at. And what I'm saying is without them, they don't they take a In my mind, they take a step back without Saros to me. they take a, Now, is it a gigantic step back? Are they terrible without him? No. But they're barely a playoff team with them. So without them, to me, that kind of says we're we're out of this race here. Uh, to me, that that's why I would make the assessment that I made. Yeah, I, I just I don't view it the same way. I think sure. one, uh, we don't know if Askarov isn't ready to be an NHL or right now. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, if you're going to go with the youth movement, then why not go on and start? Look, we're seeing it in other sports, right? We talk about it all the time. Uh, on the NFL side of things, you're just going to set. And I know hockey's different because there's a pipeline, and especially the Predators, they're infamous for going through the proper steps before you get to the NHL. But who who's to say that Askarov is? I mean, UC Soros started off as a backup, and uh, he was. I think he was 21, 
22, which was, he kind of bucked the system. Hmm. That was unusual for the Predators. Uh, he was maybe he was 22, maybe when he was serving as uh, the full time backup for the Predators, he was still very young. Remember, Pecorine didn't start till what? He was 25, 26 years old. Yeah. Yeah. With the Predators, it was much later uh, in his career than UC Saros. I'm just saying, Askarov, maybe he's not ready. I get it. They're, they're, but who says that he's not? Or at least to get into that backup role in Kevin Lankin. I just think right now, uh, UC Saros, I think he's got a 903 save percentage. That's um, it's about 15 percentage points lower than his career uh, save percentage, I think is 918. Uh, his goals against are higher than it's always. I mean, I think his career is just over two and a half. He's at almost three goals allowed. I understand offense is, is greater in the NHL and scoring is up, but I mean, we're just not seeing the same UC Saros. And again, I'll, I'll say, I think if you're, if you're, if I'm nitpicking one of the, I, I think in my opinion, one of the things that the Predators have done a poor job of is holding on to players too long and it's bit them in the butt a lot and they've done a much better job of getting rid of players uh selling players probably when they didn't even want to but were forced to ended up being a great thing have you seen the hole they got for tanner Janot? have you seen oh, what tanner you know yeah has done in tampa absolutely nothing I'm saying, yeah no i haven't seen it no nothing. that's the point <laughs> he's done absolutely nothing what they got from a kyle granlin what has he done? Yeah. Like that has been Ryan Ellis. They got nothing really in return. The players didn't work out, but they dumped that contract. Ryan Ellis is never going to play hockey again. I think he played six games in Philadelphia. That's it. And believe me, I think they were forced to do that. I think they would have held on to him. They, I, I just think Justin, in my opinion, they've held on to players for too long. This is not me poo-pooing UC Saros. UC Saros has been great for the Predators, but when you have that guy in the wings, if you don't have that guy, we're not having this discussion, right? If it's just Kevin Lankinen and, you know, just some guys down in Milwaukee that are playing well, but they're not a first-round pick like a Skaroff, uh, and with huge, ho- you know, high hopes and of the future for him, I mean, he is a top prospect in the pipeline, then we're not having this discussion but they do. And I just think, look, if you can, it, there is, there's always a desperate team, Justin, always. Yeah. And there's definitely always going to be somebody desperate for a top end goaltender. And I think if the price is right, in my opinion, if I'm Barry Trotz, I'm pulling the trigger. No hesitation. I got a question to ask you when we come back. To finish up this topic here, uh, this is the McFarland Show. This is WNSR. We're going to finish up our two o'clock hour in just a few. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Step through the doorway and immerse yourself in a state of total serenity. Welcome to Mokara Spa. Massage therapy, facials, body treatments, and more. Or try one of our signature services. 
These customizable services combine proven techniques with the latest spa supplements to help relax the body, restore the mind, and soothe the senses. Downtown now has a destination for you to do good things for yourself. A gift certificate to Mokara is the perfect present for the loved one in your life. Surprise someone with a trip to Mokara Spa. More information at 761-3600. Complimentary valet parking. Why not treat you and your loved one to a couple's retreat at Mokara? Call to arrange your gift certificates for Valentine's Day. Or simply take five minutes, leave your car with the valet, and stop in. Located at 255th Avenue South, inside the Omni Nashville Hotel. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. And now, Keep It Clean Tree Service is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve in our U.S. military. Please visit uso.org and locate Military Care Package to see how you could make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Keep It Clean Tree Service. For tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal, grinding, and site management, beautify your property with Keep It Clean Tree Service. Give the pros a call today at 615-480-0029. 615-480-0029. Or visit keepitcleansolutions.com. That's Keep It Clean Tree Service proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. The McFarland Show continues here on this Wednesday afternoon. Thank you so much for being here with us. We were talking about the Nashville Predators and the possibility of a trade uh, with their goalie, UC Soros, here that could be coming up in a few weeks. I wanted to run this past Darren because Darren and I, and this is what this show is all about, we, and we run it in the promos Honest conversation. Darren and I are having, I, I believe, an honest uh, disagreement about the future of the Predators without UC Soros. So my question, and listen, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I know as much about hockey as one Darren McFarland because that would be foolish. But what I am going to ask him is that does he honestly see this team making a playoff push with Kevin Lankinen in goal full time? Uh, going down the stretch here the same way they would with UC Soros. It's, it's the likelihood of them making the playoffs about the same. 
I mean, obviously, Kevin Lankinen is not to the level of UC Saros. Uh, UC Saros on the season is 19 and 18. His save percentage is 903. His goals allowed are 2.94. So he's just under three. Kevin Lankinen, I think, is six and four on he the is. season with an 895 save percentage and a 3.12 goals against. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Lankinen hasn't been bad. UC Saros has been good. And then he's been okay. Uh, obviously, 19 and 18 is not what you're looking for at a guy like UC Saros, who has been, I would say, the last couple of years, top five goaltender in the league. And Askarov is the unknown. He's had one away start that was in Montreal, a loss, and then he got his first home start this year in a win. Again, I know he's still young. He's tearing it up in Milwaukee. By the way, the Milwaukee Admirals are crushing it. And I'm just saying that uh, I've heard Barry Trotz say that, you know, they'd like to sign him long-term. And I'm just like, why? Why, why would you want to sign UC Saros long-term when you've got a scar off right there and waiting? It's not like it's his first year. It's not like he's 18 anymore. He's now been in the system for a start over in KHL. Now he's over here. They've got him in the States. He's been in Milwaukee. Like, how long do you want him to keep developing? He's a first-round pick. Uh, I just, uh, what are you going to have him sit and wait for three, four more years? Is this Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> to Jordan Love? I mean, I, I just, I don't see it. If somebody's willing to step up there and give you, and, and by the way, no disrespect to UC Saros, Justin. This is, again, I'm not blaming him. This is not me no, pile no. on UC Saros, but they haven't made the, they didn't make the playoffs last year. And right now they're on a razor's edge. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out with UC Saros. What difference does it make? I mean, it, the trajectory, is it going to be any different? Well, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. Right now, we're out. We're out for num- hour number one. We'll be back with hour number two in just a few moments. The McFarland Show on WNSR. ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. New details about the Iran-backed militants the U.S. says is behind the drone strike that killed three American service members and injured dozens of others in Jordan. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby. The attack in Jordan was uh, was uh, planned, resourced, and facilitated by an umbrella group called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq, uh, which contains uh, multiple groups, including The White House says the U.S. will strike multiple targets over several days in response to that drone attack. Federal prosecutors have charged a woman passenger on board a Frontier Airlines flight from Orlando to Philadelphia of assault, interference with the flight and indecent exposure. Attendants in the complaint say suspect Dolce Huertas took off her pants after being told she could not use the restroom at that time. The Federal Reserve Board leaving interest rates unchanged for now, saying the overall economy is making progress to lower inflation, but it will take more time to ensure a soft landing. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333.
Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WN. SR, Nashville Sports Radio. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. It is the second hour of the McFarland Show. And we're thrilled to be here with you on this Wednesday afternoon. By the way, last day of January, last day of January, just, you know, just to let everybody know, I know it creeps up on people, but today is the last day of January. So if there's something that you need to handle before the end of the month hits, guess what? It's the end of the month. So uh, handle your business out there and take us along for the ride. We're here with you over the next hour. Uh, DJ Jamin King is here with us as well. And of course, Darren McFarland is uh, here with us uh, from our Rutherford County uh, Bureau here for the McFarland show. As uh, we're going to be talking about anything you want to get into at 615-844-5600. We're wide open this hour, 615-844-5600. As we broadcast live from the Strike and Spare Family Studios here at WNSR. Well, yesterday, as we were uh, uh, coming on the air, we were talking about the University of Tennessee facing the NCAA investigation. And the chancellor of the University of Tennessee came very strong uh, with her response. And not only has she come strong now, now your elected officials and appointed officials have also gotten involved. Uh, earlier today, the state of Tennessee, not the University of Tennessee, no, 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 not the Big Orange, the state of Tennessee, their Attorney General, Jonathan Scrimetti, he, along with the uh, Attorney General out of Virginia, has now filed an antitrust lawsuit against the NCAA. 
They did this over in the Eastern District of Tennessee uh, in a courthouse over there. They say this is because they feel like the uh, the way that the NCAA is 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 trying to invoke their rules on name, image, and likeness is strictly unfair. Uh, they're using something called the Sherman Act and say it's unfair to states and actually harm states and the welfare of their athletes and should be declared unlawful. According to this particular lawsuit, we'll see who takes it up. So, Darren, it's rare that we move from the NCAA, you know, just doing a standard investigation for the government, for the government to not the university. I want to emphasize this is not the university. This is the attorney general for the state of Tennessee and the governor's office and all those folks. State lawmakers are now getting involved with this. Dante Plowman is not uh, going away quietly, is she? No. <laughs> In fact, did you hear uh, the cheer she got last night when she was introduced well, at the basketball game? I did. She got quite the ovation. <laughs> I, I did. I did hear it, and that is because uh, she she uh, came on very very strong um, with this response. I think this is kind of what fans have been wanting for a long time, in a way is some pushback against the NCAA. And just to be just to be honest, the rules haven't been real clear about what's allowed and what's not allowed with no, this whole thing. No, no, just, just, stop. Okay, stop. hold on, hold on. Darren, hold on. Do you hear that as well? Uh, um, we, we may need to reconnect uh, Darren. He, he sounds like he's all of a sudden underwater somewhere. Um, so hopefully uh, we can, we can re- hey, Darren, just uh, just try to say something here real quick for us. Maybe we can can get you there. hear me? No, it's garbled. Um, okay. Let's try to reconnect here with Darren. Uh, Darren is in our Rutherford County Bureau uh, because of um, some problems uh, they had on I-24, uh, which have cleared up, by the way. I-24 is cleared up nicely now. It wasn't so nice a little while ago. Um, but we're trying to, get, trying to get that cleared up as Darren sounded garbled. Uh, while we try to clear that up, uh, I, I wanna I wanna emphasize what the NCAA has done here. Uh, the NCAA began an investigation with the University of Tennessee, and this is all surrounding UT, UT's recruitment of uh, of Nico, their star quarterback Nico Ilaviava, uh, who had just joined the team uh, last year. And they're saying that there's certain things that the Vols did in his recruitment and the use of a private plane and all kinds of other things that are against the NIL rules. The problem is, the problem is, the problem is, who really knew what was in the NIL rules to begin with? Was the universities clear about what was in the NIL rules? Is the, is the NCAA clear about what's in the NIL rules? Who really knows? Uh, are the players clear? Are the coaches clear? Are the compliance offices clear about NIL? I mean that that's the real trick in all of this. Let's try to ch- talk with Darren here one more time. Darren, can you get do a check here for us? Uh I don't know, Justin, if it's any better or not. It's much better, sir. We can hear you loud okay. and clear now. Before you Sorry sounded like that. you were you were drowning as you were talking to us there. We almost sent uh, the Coast Guard to Rutherford County uh, there for you. Nate on our YouTube uh page, which by the way, if you do the search WNSR Live, you can chat with chat with us on there. He used a Star Wars reference. <laughs> He said that I sounded like General Grievous. General died Grievous, in, okay. There you died go. Died in Star Wars. He so. did die in Star Wars. Killed by Obi Wan yes. Kenobi. He he was yeah. yes. 
guess I really sounded bad. So my apologies <laughs> for that. But here were some of the words that, uh, <laughs> that Dante we didn't hear, yeah. <laughs> said about the NCAA, Justin. Yes. She called them a bully. Yeah. She called them chaotic, called them failing, called them flawed. She called the NCAA intellectually dishonest. Ooh, ooh. She called the NCAA vague. She called the wow. NCAA contradictory. Wow. She called them inconsistent. She called them unclear. She called them unworkable. She said this about the NCAA, replete with defects. That's like, man, I would, I mean, man, you're really mad when you're using words like that. Mm -hmm. Also, she said the NCAA is morally wrong. Jeez. Morally yeah, wrong. The incident morally wrong. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go here with this. Clearly, clearly. The universities have lost all fear and respect for anything. Normally, you want to be nice to the NCAA. You want to say, you know, we're cooperating fully with the NCAA investigation. Whatever the NCAA wants to know, we'll be glad to let them know that and, you know, get in here and they can do whatever they want to do. This is a far more aggressive tone they're taking with the NCAA than, than I can remember uh, by them doing this. Uh, this says to me that I, I think we're getting closer and closer, uh, Darren, to the day where there is a actual, for real, clean break coming between universities and the NCAA. Um, why else would a university chancellor be talking this aggressively towards the what is supposed to be the governing body for all collegiate sports? These are some heavy-duty words, and not only that— now you're getting the government involved where you're bringing lawsuits against them. That normally doesn't make the 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 punishment light when you get them involved. Normally that only pours it on a little bit. Well, people have been saying this for a while, Justin, that you know, eventually they're the big the big schools, the big boys, so to speak, we're gonna break away, right? And starting to feel like it more and more, isn't it? It certainly is. It's starting to feel like it's, it's you know, coming sooner than what we think. And I think we need to start wrapping our mind around what does that mean, the NCAA or, the, or, or our favorite football team or our favorite basketball team without the oversight of the NCAA. Does it mean anything? Does it mean anything at all? And the other thing about it is they do need to become more clear about what the rules are regarding NIL. They've given us the impression that it's wide open that people can do whatever they want. If there are rules, I don't know what they are. Not that I knew what the old rules really were um, because there were all kinds of loopholes and ways to get around some of those. But now that we're in this wild, wild west territory, I'm not sure entirely what the rules are or who oversees them. Are there rules for the, uh, for the transfer portal? Well, who's overseeing that? What's the rules for eligibility? Who's overseeing that? Is it the conferences that are overseeing that? Is it the schools? Is it the NCAA? And how are they doing it? You know, we, we don't know. How many officers do they have that are checking in on these kinds of things? Are they being selective? Are they picking on certain schools? Is, are there politics involved? I mean, there's a whole lot here that, you know, to be honest, for the average fan and, you know, as somebody who's in the media, isn't readily clear and available for me to follow. 
the NCAA has really never had any teeth, or at least they've started losing them over time. They've had dentures for a good while. And half the time, they don't even have the dentures in, Justin. They're just gumming it. Uh, so we've known they don't have any teeth for a good while. Really, when you get down to it, people have been staying up to the NCAA and pushing them, and the NCAA has fallen down. Uh, and they didn't get back up and push back. They really, you know, they don't have uh, much power, if any at all. And so they, we we know that they've been asleep at the wheel for a long, long time. Charles Robinson and Yahoo Sports did their job for them for some of the biggest scandals mm, that we've had mm. in athletics. It was Yahoo Sports and others that were uncovering the stories, not the NCAA. Somebody would go knock at the NCAA's door and say, hey, you might want to get to Southern California. I don't know if you know this, but Reggie Bush drives a really, really nice car. Yeah. His parents live in a really, really nice condo. Yeah. And this, and Matt Leinert's got this, and this guy's got the Lindell White's got this. Yeah. And you might want to go check that out. You know, so we've known that, you know, they don't here's the deal. You don't need the NCAA, but the question is. How do you set up a new governing body? Who oversees that? Yep. Who does it? Do you have a commissioner yep. like we do in sport? Look, we know it's not amateur athletics anymore. It's not. So are you going to hire a, a, a commissioner like in professional sports to oversee the schools and the universities and you know dictate the rules and hand down punishments? Like I guess the only thing I don't know is – Who's going to do that? Because really, when you get down to it, you don't need the NCAA. They've already proven that. I got bad news for you. There's only one entity that could do this and, and do what you're talking about. And let me tell you, it's going to be messy. But there's only one entity that I can think of that can set up the kind of thing you're talking about. And, the, and that is the federal government. Uh, the, the lawmakers in Washington. The 535 members of both the House and the Senate, uh, along with the president and vice president, um, who can who can actually set this kind of thing up. They were the only ones with enough power. They're the only ones who could literally say we represent the whole country. Now, they can't agree on what day it is most of the time. So how are they going to agree about the rules of this? I have no idea. I mean, they, they are on continuing resolutions just trying to keep the government open. They can't pass budgets. So, you know, you know they, they, they are having all kinds of dysfunction. So how can they get together to pass major legislation that is going to organize college sports? I have no idea. I have no idea how that's going to work. Um, because now you're trying to get, you're, you're telling me the senators from, from Alabama and Tennessee are going to start to agree with the senators from, from Washington and, you know, and Michigan uh, about the, you know, picture that in a room for a few minutes. That you think the two senators from Alabama, Tommy Tupperville and and company, are going to sit in the room with the uh, senators from Michigan, and they're going to agree on a set of rules for, that's going to govern both Michigan and Alabama football? Really, really? How you, you think that's go? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading it. But I'm just I'm just telling you, in the past, that kind of a thing would not go well. Uh, in this current climate, I don't know how that's going to move. But you're right. They do need some organization because if not, Darren, what you're talking about is just going conference to conference. You know, the Big Ten's got their own rules and the SEC's got their own rules. and The Big 12 has got their own rules. And you really can't run it that way, can you? Because you, you can't lock in players 
from skipping one conference and going to another. That's just no way to operate. So I, I, the only people I can see doing this is the federal government, honestly. And I don't, I don't know how to begin that. I don't even know how, how they begin to get something like this done. It's a massive undertaking. Uh, yeah, I'm not touching that. I don't, I don't really <laughs> see that happening again. I think you hire someone like, you know, Greg Sankey. Look, he, he's going to be a name that's going to be tossed around. I don't know who the likely candidates would be, but I mean, Greg Sankey would probably be on a short list of people to oversee and uh, be the governing body, the commissioner, air quotes, of, uh, you know, it's not Power Fives anymore because the Pac-12 doesn't exist, but to oversee whoever this group of schools would be. I don't know how big but, it would okay. be. I don't know who it would encompass, but somebody like that to oversee those schools, universities, and conferences and uh, make sure that they're they're in good working order. But but Darren, the Greg Sankey's the former SEC commissioner. Do, do you think that the Big Ten and the teams out west and, and everybody else is going to get on board with the SEC guy leading the way? And, and, he's you know, no longer the SEC guy. Well, he is he is the guy. He's not the SEC guy. He's the guy. He's, he's got already SEC the most... roots, though. He's got SEC well, roots, according. Yeah, and, and some people are going to claim he's got SEC allegiance or whatever. You know how this game is played. You know how people are going to say, well, you know, you know, at the heart of him, he's an SEC guy, and he's he's angling the rules for the SEC. And I don't know if we like that. Well. Everybody comes from somewhere. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you're going to get around that. I mean, what are you going to do? Is hire somebody who's been running, you know, a forklift company you could. You know, for the last 25 years and have them run college football and college basketball and all of, you know, athletics? I you you, don't could. Know about you that. could find somebody who is outside of the sports world and more into the business world and have them do something like that. You could go that route. Um, you know, sometimes we find people like Condoleezza Rice ended up on the playoff commission at, at one point, or uh, the was the BCS or the playoff? No, it's the BCS or playoff commission. She was and on the playoff. Commission. She was on the playoff commission. This is a former Secretary of State. You know, yeah. this is not somebody who's exactly steeped in you know in in sports. And it wasn't well received. It Let's was not, also say no, that it was not. It was not well received. I'm just saying that there are examples out there. You can include people who are outside the sports world, but I I don't. I don't know how they're going to get this done. There's no clean way I can see where this is going to get done safely uh, with with the NCAA. I, I just I I struggle to see it. All right, we need to take a break. I'm told, um, and we're going to do so. We're wide open. If you want to give us a call, you can do so. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. That's six one five eight four four five six zero zero. It's the McFarland Show on WNSR. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I don't believe Brable wants to be a part of this, and so I think Amy Adams-Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this mm-hmm. year, he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No, wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Welcome back to WNSR. We are Nashville Sports Radio. This is the McFarland Show. I'm Justin McFarland. Darren McFarland will be back with us here very shortly as he's been uh, reporting now from our uh, Rutherford County Bureau today. Uh, We've been talking about all kinds of things, and we welcome your phone calls if you've got them. 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. As we are here in the Strike and Spare Uh, family studios we've been talking about all kinds of things including ut's loss last night to south carolina 69 50 
uh, excuse me, 63-59 was the final score. 63-59, the final score. Uh, Dalton Connect, 31 points in the game for the Volunteers, but it was not enough as they fell to South Carolina. And I would imagine they'll fall in the rankings as well as they were ranked number five coming into that game last night. Uh, but they will take a tumble after that loss. They'll try it again coming up against Kentucky on Saturday. Um, the other, yeah, yes, Dan. Have you noticed there's a lot of upsets? As a matter of fact, North Carolina lost last night too. The Georgia Tech, number three, yeah, in the country. And uh, I'm I'm really kind of scared about this weekend, even though I know it's Kentucky and seeing Lexington, so that's causing some headache. But I will say, last night. Just looking at the game, I was throwing things at the TV because it was just, you can't hit the side of a barn. You, I mean, like, guys were throwing passes over miss, missing people and everything, so you, you it was kind of bad. You shouldn't throw things at the television well, for, for a game in January. Well, Save the things to throw for March. If you're going to be upset, <laughs> right, be right. upset in March. Okay, Don't okay. be upset now. Thank you. Okay. What is it now? What is, I feel better. In, in, the, you know, in, in the long run, the yeah. loss to South Carolina. Listen, is this a good? No, it's a bad loss to South Carolina. But at the same time, you know, the season isn't over. It's not like, you know. Oh, right, right. You know, they're going to miss the tournament because of the loss to South Carolina last year. Yeah, night. I was adding up the wins uh, that I estimated. So I could see us winning at least five or six more games before we may lose Kentucky, uh, but we're going to be back on track here soon. So, okay. It's all yeah, good. Save, save, save the, save the frustration. You know, it's okay. They got a little ways to go here. Um, all right. So, uh, the other thing we we were getting into, of course, there's talk about the Nashville predators and whether or not, uh, UC Soros could be traded. We were talking quite a bit about that. Uh, the other thing uh, that we've been getting into is this lawsuit involving the NCAA uh, and the University of Tennessee, University of Virginia, and a few other uh, governments have gotten involved with that. And then there's news out of the NFL. And that news out of the NFL includes Mike McDonald, who is the defensive coordinator for the for the Baltimore Ravens, who is now, according to ESPN and all of their sources, has taken over the job for the Seattle Seahawks. He's going to be their brand-new head coach out there in Seattle, the first head coach they've had in a long time, a new one. Uh, Pete Carroll had that job for 14 years, pretty successful at it too. Ten, ten playoff appearances in 14 years, one Super Bowl win, two Super Bowl appearances. So he's got big shoes to fill there in Seattle, but they're turning now to the new youngest coach in the NFL uh, Mike McDonald is 36 years old. He replaces Gerard Mayo, who is 37 years old, as the youngest head coach in the NFL. One person who has yet to find a job includes our former head coach here in Tennessee. His name is Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, of course, uh, was was talked about as one of the hottest commodities if he was going to go on the market. Well, he's been on the market, and the Washington Washington Commanders have been watching it all afternoon. The Washington Commanders haven't even interviewed him. They have they, they don't even want to talk to him, as far as we can tell. Uh, so, Darren, your thoughts on Mike McDonald getting the job there in Seattle over some other uh, qualified qualified candidates? Well, we talked about it. Dan Quinn, right? Like, mm-hmm. why haven't they gone on and hired him? Dallas's season has been over, and so it, it seemed to me that they weren't going that direction. And sure enough. They didn't go that direction. Um, it is interesting that um, 
you know, everybody that thought, oh my gosh, Bill Belichick is out there. Mike Vrabel is out there. Pete Carroll is out there. And from what we can tell, I actually, I shouldn't say didn't get a sniff. I think Bill Belichick was certainly getting sniffed in Atlanta. Yes. But they didn't ultimately pull the trigger. Mike Vrabel, I mean, while he did interviews, it doesn't feel like he was close on anything. I guess Pete Carroll is just going to be an advisor, an advisor. or whatever role yeah. they've got him out there. And he maybe he's ready just to ride off in the sunset. He doesn't have to work anymore. We know that. He's set for life. He can, you know, get on his, you know, boogie board and surf every day or, you know, whatever he wants, Pete Carroll wants to do, he can do. Go to the fish market and, you know, buy whatever he wants every day. I, I don't know what Pete Carroll wants to do. But it is interesting that none of those guys uh, have been hired and, and they're not going to get hired. Now, the big question is, it seems like it's pretty clear. We talked about it on the show. It was the worst kept secret. Washington was literally waiting for Ben Johnson to get done. Yes. Right. And their season to be over. Their season is over. And he said, thanks, but no thanks. And he's staying in Detroit. So I guess Washington probably is in scramble mode and they're trying to figure out what to do next. And is that an attractive job? I ask you, is that job attractive? Yes, it's an NFL job, one of 32, but is it attractive? It depends on if you believe in the vision of the ownership and the general manager. And to be honest, Darren, I don't know enough about the new ownership and the general manager to make that determination. Historically, n not really, other than it's a legacy job. There's certain jobs in the NFL that are legacy jobs. They have very rich histories involved with them. And the Washington Commanders football team, you know, Redskins are the other, you know, are, are, the, are a legacy team to be certain. So is it attractive from that aspect? It is. Is it a fan base that is hungry to win games? Yes, it is. Is it a passionate fan base? And when they win, is that city on fire for them? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, however, can it be worked out with the administration and the management? And and what is it that Ben Johnson heard from, from Washington that he just decided, nah, this is not a place I want to be? Uh, it would seem to me to be an attractive job. They've, they're they starting over at quarterback. Sam Howell is not your answer. So the question is, what? what you know, they got to draft somebody. And if they draft somebody, who is that? And you would think that the new head coach would have heavy input on whoever that may be. And so from that aspect, yeah, I would think it's an attractive job that you get to pick uh, a quarterback and start over again. But apparently th there's a lot there that we aren't we aren't seeing or hearing or don't know about that would make that job, uh, you know, less attractive. And, and here's the last thing, the division that they play in in the NFC East where you have to deal with the with the Cowboys and the and the Giants and the Eagles, it's not the it's not the easiest uh, walk in the league at all. Um, but you know, it, it's not the AFC North either. It, it's it's a place where you can go and and win. I think uh, if you can put the right pieces in place, uh, it's a place where you're going to get a new stadium at some point. I would think because you can't keep playing and where where you're playing now. Um, I would think it's an attractive job, uh, all things considered. But then again, I don't know enough about the management there to make that determination clearly. Yeah, I don't know anything about their owner, Josh Harris. Um, you know, I just I don't know enough about him. Uh, we know Daniel Snyder, if the, he were still intact and in place, 
like he's been for decades, you know, we would know it's not an attractive job. Like we would put, you know, all signs pointing towards nobody wants to go work for Daniel Snyder, but that's not the case anymore. He's out. He's out. They've got new ownership. And I think Magic Johnson is a part of that group. And he is. It's the nation's capital. Like you said, they're, they steep in, in rich history there, but I, I don't know if it's an attractive job. I mean, you know, the Cowboys are set up for success. The Eagles are set up for success there in that division. Um, so I don't know. It's, it sounds like to me it's it's a job where probably they need to skew young, maybe a first-timer to take that job. It doesn't seem like a job that I would think that people like Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and Pete Carroll, really Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, they have those type of skins on the wall that would want to take a job like that. When you think about the list that the Titans, remember they interviewed 10 candidates. They did. Mike McDonald was interviewed. Yeah, he just took the Seahawks job. Yeah, so there's one that they interviewed is now a head coach in the NFL. Antonio Pierce, they interviewed. He ended up staying, you know, in Vegas, and they they took the interim down and they made him the head coach. So there was the second candidate hired. We know that they they interviewed Brian Callahan. Of course, he's their new head coach. So three of the ten are head coaches now in the league. Mike Kafka didn't get a job or doesn't have one right now. Dan Quinn, Thomas Brown, Bobby Slowick. Is this where they turn their, set their sights on a guy like Bobby mm-hmm. Slowick in Houston? Uh, Brian Johnson, who's out, doesn't even have a job, who was the Eagles OC. Aaron Glenn in Detroit and David Shaw. Those were the 10 candidates that the Titans told us they completed interview sessions with. Um, I, I don't know where Washington turns from here. I it doesn't I can't imagine that Bill Belichick would want to go there. I can't imagine that guys with exper- veteran guys would want to go there like Mike Vrabel um and Pete Carroll. I guess I don't even know why we're even mentioning him that he's not really being mentioned for anything. No. So I guess he's completely out. But I I would think maybe this is a young up and comer uh kind of like what Carolina, right? Carolina was not viewed uh, and quite honestly, the Titans job, not viewed as great jobs uh, because of ownership and stuff like that. And what did they get? They both got first-time young head coaches, right? Canales yeah. and Callahan. And so maybe that's where Washington – I think Washington's probably right there in that mix too, in that group. I'd say they're probably the bottom three. Uh, if everybody was ranking them, would you not, uh, you know, in no particular order, Washington and Tennessee and Carolina would have been the bottom three of the eight uh, openings. So maybe you turn to a guy like Bobby Slowick and see what he can do. I don't know. I'm just I, throwing I, that out there. The, I, what, what strikes me interesting, it, it, what's interesting about the situation is this, is the fact that there's been a lot of talk about taking offensive coaches all off season, and the fact that, you know, young offensive minds are the way you want to go, and it's offense, offense, offense. Well, the the Raiders stuck with Antonio Pierce, who's the defensive guy. And the the the, the coach for the the Seahawks that was just hired, Mike McDonald, is a defensive guy. And, you know, the the head coach there in Atlanta uh is gonna be a defensive coach as well, coming over from the Rams, Raheem Morris. Those are three different defensive coaches that were hired. Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are defensive. Well, hold guys. on. 
hold on one second, Justin. Am I missing somebody? And what do, what no, what do those three teams have in common? We'll see if you can get this one. Mm, let's see. Seattle, uh, the Raiders, and the Falcons. What do they have in common? What do they have in common? Um what do they not have? Well, I, I, you could argue the quarterback, even though I wouldn't argue that in Seattle. Don't they have a quarterback? Isn't Gino your guy for the next little bit? At least for next year? They did. They oh, just signed oh. him to to the contract last year, didn't they? Well, everybody has a quarterback, but uh, they don't yeah, have I mean, the franchise that guy. franchise quarterback, right? They don't have that guy. I don't think Geno Smith, anybody's going to confuse him as the long-term fix in Seattle. No, not the long-term nice, fix. He's but, been a nice stopgap. Is yes, that fair to say? I, I would agree with that. Well, he's he's yeah okay. That's fine. I I will buy him as a stopgap, but it, it's not the same thing. That they they don't have a Geno. They would love to have a Geno Smith at this point in Atlanta and Washington uh, or other places here. They don't even have that in places like that in in Atlanta and Washington. I'm just saying that if you are gonna go defense, then why wouldn't you go with Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick if you're gonna go defense? And now it makes me wonder, well, what kind of baggage are those two bringing to the situation where NFL franchises are not interested? Uh, and I don't know the, the real answer to that, and only they do. I'm just saying, if you're going to hire a defensive mind, I would want to hire Mike Vrabel over the unknown with, um, with McDonald. That's just me. I, I'd rather have the known with Mike Vrabel than the unknown with Mike McDonald if I'm going to hire a defensive guy. Now, if I'm going to hire an offensive guy, that's completely different. Then maybe I want to go away from Mike Vrabel if I want to hire an offensive guy, clearly. But if I'm going to hire a defensive guy anyway, then I, you know, I, I would need to fully understand why you would want to go with, with some of the names that we've seen versus Mike Vrabel. I, I'm very curious about that. I, I don't know how that's going. But you know, well, you know how the league is. The league gets on a kick, and everybody follows suit. And the kick, I think, right now, Justin, is young guys, right? The the young guys. Yeah. But what's funny to me is think about the conference games that we just watched this past Sunday, which, by the way, had record ratings. Yeah. Again, but um, let's see, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, young whippersnapper. No, I uh, no, no, not at all. No, 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 no not a young whippersnapper. No. How about Andy Reid? Uh, no, polar opposite no. of young whippersnapper. No. How about Dan Campbell, young whippersnapper? Um, <laughs> young at heart, but not in age. No. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well said. Well said. And Kyle Shanahan. Uh, youngish, but not, young, youngish. Not, yeah, not but not he's as been old a, as he's Andy Reid, but you know. Yeah. Right, but he's mid forties. You know, he's yeah. He's a he's. A, we're kind of viewing him as a veteran, right? I oh, mean, yes. Really, when you think I would about agree. it, yeah, I would agree with that. Even though now I'm curious, I don't know how old Kyle Shanahan is, but now I'm now I'm curious to find out. Um, well, you just know how these things work, right? They're reciprocal, and, and then you know, or cyclical. Sorry, they're cyclical, and eventually, if a lot of these guys start failing, they'll go back to old season guys, and right, <laughs> the veteran guys. <laughs> We'll, we'll, you know, they'll have that higher, right? And then yeah. Mike Vrabel will become the most attractive candidate out there, or a guy like Dan Quinn, or you know, guys that have been around the block. So everything goes in cycles, and right now the cycle is skewing young. So I go back to what I said: probably Washington <laughs> will go where the cycle is, and probably go young would be my guess. By the way, 
Kyle Shanahan, 44 years old, uh, is what Kyle Shanahan is. Uh, We're going to take a break. uh, Come back. More of the McFarland Show on WNSR. At Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf, there's something that binds us all. The collective goal to transcend the ordinary. Introducing the new Callaway AI Smoke Driver. The new AI Design Club has multiple sweet spots across the face, making it an average of seven yards longer than the prior model. Visit us in-store for a free custom fitting at your local Edwin Watts Golf Shops or shop us online at WorldwideGolf.com. Get there. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Grizz Nation, it's go time. Don't miss Jaron, Gigi, Vince Williams, and your Memphis Grizzlies this Friday at 7 p.m. when they host the Golden State Warriors on Health Night, presented by Ortho South. Fans will want to arrive early as the first 5,000 will receive a Desmond Bain mini hoop set. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets today by visiting grizzlies.com. Your home for Memphis Grizzlies basketball, WNSR, National Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. 
WNSR is the McFarland Show on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm Justin McFarland, DJ Damon King along with us. Uh, we're having a visitor here in the studio, and that's always good, too. Um, wait, it would help uh, if you Dar- turn your mic on. <laughs> yeah, see, go. that's something that I, that's what I get. That, you know. Darren, my wife was here. She asked me why I had never interviewed Justin McFarland. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. Uh, just interview me for what I is know, the question. I, mean, I think I, I'm gonna interview him for Black History Month, though, Darren. What you think? I I don't I don't think that's I don't I think there are other people say, you can find. Go for it, sure. You think it'd be cool? Why are you yeah. asking? Why are you asking? Because he knows Black History, right? He's no, a, asked, he's no, a legend. we're not doing this. We're not doing this right he's now. A we're not, no, 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 we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. Did you know he started his sports, though, Darren? Years it, ago, Dar- Yes, Darren knows that. Yes, oh, okay. yes. Okay. Darren has known me since I was 18. Yes. Really? Darren knows. Yes. Okay. It's part of the thing of the show. Yes. It's all right. We met why are you a long all, time ago. Why are you all so surprised that Bill Belichick and Brable don't have a job? You know they're are you just not, alike. Are you not surprised? I'm not surprised. Why aren't because, you surprised, DJ Because Damon? if you look at what's happening, all of these coaches are younger guys. Younger guys. Okay. And that's the trend right now. So you're saying they're too old. They're too old. Either they got too, they set in their own ways. Mike Vrabel's 49. He's not, I mean, he might not be too old, but he's set in his ways what he wants. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I'd say Mike Vrabel's 49. Well, okay. That's, I know he gets lumped in with Bill Belichick. That, you know, that he's, you know, yeah. like, like. Well, you said Shanahan was young. Old. 44. Yeah, he's young. That's a young age. Okay. I don't even remember what happened back then, but anyway. Back at 44. Darren, what you think? He's looking at me like well, he's like. Well, I do think forty four is is young. Yes, I would. I would be more than happy to go back to forty four. <laughs> right. <laughs> glad to hear that. Uh, uh, yeah, someone who's but, still uh, trying to get to forty four there. So, um, did did you see uh, that there is a baseball team that's getting sold? A major league baseball team that's getting sold. I did. The Baltimore uh-huh. Orioles. Are getting Isn't that sold. interesting? Yeah, we had Tony Kemp on. We did Friday show, and we asked him about Major League Baseball to Nashville, and I I did perk up when I saw that the Angelos family uh, is finally going to sell the Orioles, which you know I guess coming off a hundred win, hundred and one win season last year, they felt like. Hey, this is a good time. The price will be as high as it's going to be unless we're going to duplicate last year's season. Uh, you remember, obviously, their father, Peter Angelos, yes. uh, bought the team or became the controlling owner in 1993. Listen to this business move, Justin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He purchased the team for $173 million, which I'm sure back in 1993, was a whole lot of money. Pretty penny. $173 million, and now the family's going to sell it for basically $1.725 billion. Yeah. Some nice appreciation there. Mm. Nice appreciation. I'm not very not good at math and... Neither I wouldn't say I. I'm a great businessman, but that sounds like a good a great business move to me. That sounds uh that sounds pretty good. I think there's some other folks who would have uh, paid 173 million for the Oreos back then if they knew that the team was going to be worth, you know, 1.75 or billion dollars or whatever it is here uh right. in in you know, in about 25 or, or 30 years here. Uh that's a huge appreciation. So, uh and the way I understand it, the new ownership is from Baltimore and based in yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, okay. So that's where I was going. Yes, go and ahead. So they're yeah. uh, they're not 
going to be leaving the city, it would seem. Uh, David Rubenstein is yes. a uh, private equity uh, investor, one of those guys, and he's going to be the... Uh, leading uh, of, a group. Yeah, leading and the I group. I think yeah. they're, they're from Baltimore. Yeah. And he is a Baltimore native. Yeah. So, and oh, by the way, Camden Yards also has been re-upped. Yeah. They're going to remain there for at least 15 years. And I guess there's language in the deal to even expand that out to 30 years. So the point of this is not to congratulate Angelo's family for making a whole lot of money with the sale. The point was to say if anybody had any crazy notion that the Angelo's family and the Baltimore Orioles were going to pick up and move here, it's not happening. Well, also, part of, did you see who else was part of the ownership group, uh, Darren? Uh, some guy named Cal Ripken Jr. I don't know if you've heard yeah. of him. He's a pretty good historic heard baseball of him player. In Baltimore. Yeah, they, yeah. Yes. Yes, they have. Uh, he's part of the ownership group as well. So that's a uh, an even further indication of the fact that they will not be leaving Baltimore at any point here in the near future. Um, and you know, getting the lease agreement with Camden Yards. Uh, as well is uh, is key in all of this, which I believe the the Orioles do not own. I believe the city of Baltimore owns Camden Yards there, uh, which is why they still need a lease agreement. The same way, and this is important, the same way uh, the city of Nashville owns Nissan Stadium and will own the new dome as well, not the Titans directly. So um, it's, it's always interesting how those deals work out and separating the team from the uh, from the stadium itself. Uh, yet and still. Yeah, Camden Yards is run by the Maryland Stadium Authority. Yeah, just like Nissan Stadium is run by the Nashville Sports Authority. Same kind of yes. setup. Same. It's the yep. government, the city, the county. Uh, they're the ones who ultimately end up running it. Um, so, you know, it gives them more power and more control ultimately over the team when they do. So um, it, it sounds like it's a good good deal for everybody, and it sounds like the the team is not going to leave, uh, which over then brings back the question, if Nashville's going to get a team, where's it going to come from? And it would seem the expansion route would be the only route unless something very unforeseen happens, which in sports happens all the time. We have no idea which one of the owners could be disgruntled with their current situation and could be looking to make a move. We, we don't know. It happens all the time and can happen suddenly. But it would seem Nashville's route to baseball would be the expansion route. 100% agree. All right. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this, as Darren would say, on this uh, 3 o'clock hour of the McFarland Show on WNSR. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville 
double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. And now NetPaint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by NetPaint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548. 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint LLC. They're professionals who care. It's a Bill King show. Like I mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying. I'd just be, that'd be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by it. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. The McFarland Show on this uh, Wednesday as we prepare to close up shop here. Uh, we have uh, covered the sports globe today, talked about a lot of different things. Uh, Tennessee, of course, coming off that loss to South Carolina. That's where we started. Uh, 63-59 was the final score of that game. Dalton connects with 31 points in that game. And uh, somehow, uh, the Vols head coach wanted more from him. Uh, and the team wanted more from him. He did miss four free, free throws in the game. Um, so, you know, listen, the, the Vols will try it again coming up here on Saturday against Kentucky. Uh, of course, the um, coming up tonight... Over at Bridgestone Arena, you've got the Nashville Predators finishing up their first half of the season. They're going to be hosting the Los Angeles Kings uh, before the All-Star break. Uh, we have Mike Gallagher in with us um, and talking to us about the Nashville Predators and the possible moves they could make as far as UC Soros is concerned and the possible trade that could happen that a lot of people think may happen. Uh, but we got a few more weeks and... Uh, to the trade deadline to see if that actually happens uh, or not. And then, of course, we've talked about the lawsuit 
involving let's, the University let's of Tennessee. Let's say real quick. Yes. Let's say programming note. That game is not your typical 7 o'clock start. It's a 6.30 puck drop tonight at Bridgestone ah. Arena. And if you are looking to watch the game, you'll need to go to TNT. That's where you can find the game tonight. So not your typical 7 o'clock start, a 6.30 start against the Kings, and it can be viewed on TNT this evening. One day you're going to have to help me understand what the relationship is between TNT and the NHL because I still am very unclear about how many games they carry and you know the playoff series, and, and I – and I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation out there. I just haven't looked it up to understand what the relationship is between Turner Sports and and the NHL. Um, you know, because these the games seem to be random. Do they have Wednesday night hockey every week? Is that part of their, yeah. their slate? The, look, basically, TNT is in the business of carrying NBA and NHL games. I mean, if if you go to TNT on a nightly basis, you'll you'll typically stumble on a, either an NBA game or a hockey game. So they've become like NHL a, a part-time sports channel, essentially. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. I would think they would have like a regular schedule, like a regular Wednesday night game if they were going to do that. But I'm liable to tune in next Wednesday and see the Spurs and Timberwolves. No, I, I mean, I don't know this for 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 absolute certain, but I think I think there's a reason it's a win. I think, you know, maybe it is Wednesday night. Maybe there is always a Wednesday night game on. I need to investigate uh, on TNT. I just haven't. I, I typically don't watch. Uh, I just I'm not watching hockey at the same volume that I have yeah. over you know a long time. Yeah. So I'm not go. I'm not going to catch Dallas and Seattle. Typically, I mean sometimes I do, but sure. for the most part, if the Predators aren't playing, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not watching. So I'm not paying close attention to the league like I used to, Justin. Nothing wrong with that. To- nothing wrong with that. We've we've discussed that as well. So no, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so yes, the Preds on tonight uh, over on TNT, uh, national audience in that case. So you can watch it coast to coast there on TNT. Uh, the puck drop is at six thirty there. At Bridgestone Arena, so that's very cool. Uh, the Seahawks have hired a brand new head coach, uh, Mike McDonald, making the trip from Baltimore to Seattle to take over the head coaching duties there with the Seahawks. Still no word on who the Commanders are going to hire. It doesn't seem like it's going to be Mike Vrabel. It, it, it seems like Mike Vrabel is going to sit out this particular cycle, Darren. And that's the way it would seem. It does, uh, and if you're looking for SEC College Hoops tonight, Alabama is at Georgia. That's a 5.30 tip on SEC Network. Florida at Kentucky on ESPN at 7 o'clock our time, and Vanderbilt travels down to Auburn to take on the Tigers at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Auburn's dropped two in a row. They're going to be mad. That will do it for this edition of the McFarland Show. Bill King starting tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Here's your host, Zach Gale.